Hello there. It's the number one recap is sound. Yeah, yeah, session is about to shut down. shut down. Every planet in the galaxy right now. Yeah. Cause always touch down in Tatooine town. Whoa, that's I bet good it's gonna news. get found. Yeah, tell them use the force to get the high ground. Yeah. Tell them cause there's a retreat. They're done. Ben's got them beat. Take us on the trip off through the galaxy. thousand generations the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old republic before the dark times before the empire good morning afternoon or evening wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions Obi-Wan Kenobi recap my name is Matt Hudson aka Jabba the Hud and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon he's the greatest Star Wars man fan and buddy out there and i am admiring that barnet it's luke bly master bly walker how are you sir oi oi savaloy dude another week another kenobi episode and it doesn't feel <sighs> like that like that long ago that we watched like the the uh, parts one and two does it really it? was, was all. It? four for four days maybe give or take yeah yeah, because and then we had celebration. So if, yeah. it, honestly, it feels like yesterday. But I was still, I was so eager for this third part. I was so eager, mate. Woke up this morning, turned it on, and it just flew by. Flew by. I think this was short of uh, just short of like fifty minutes. Uh, Forty-seven minutes is the time Disney Plus gives, including credits including credits so you know it's um it's not the longest kenobi episode but a lot happens in this that i wasn't expecting to see this week i don't really know what i was expecting to see this week and i think that's <laughs> part of like the like charm of this episode and, and and of this series really because of the beginning and how strong the big the beginning was so dude i can't wait to get stuck in i suppose we usually start with a general like feeler to see how we liked it and then we go in warning up top spoilers we will be talking spoilers yes on obi-wan kenobi part three so there's your warning you've heard it we're here may boy overall feelings of part three well no excuse for spoilers mate it comes down to the question, was it... Another happy landing. <laughs> or did we think... Oh, not good. <laughs> for me, mate, it was it was another happy landing uh, for part three. Um, like you, I didn't really know where we were going. I remember at the end of part two, they said, you know, here's some coordinates, these people will help you, you know, go there and find them. So I kind of guessed we were going to go to some kind of camp, maybe, or... Yeah. or uh, like a, an encampment or something, you know, where the Tuscan Raiders live, where with loads of tents and that, and people just yeah. hanging out there. Can't think of the word. But, <laughs> Tatooine. Um, <laughs> Basically. Yeah, oh, yeah, please, no. Well, we come out far off, but... Um, so I wasn't entirely sure where we're going. I knew that Daddy Vader, obviously, he now knows that Obi-Wan Kenobi is alive and out there, uh, and vice versa. Obi-Wan Kenobi now knows that Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker is alive and out there. So but I wasn't quite sure how they're going to put the parts together. But I, I enjoyed it, mate. I, I did enjoy this. This episode flew by for a, give us like forty-three minute episode. I think it flew by fairly quickly. Yes. Um, do have yep. some um, comments on that 
in terms of certain parts of it in terms of the pacing which may or may not be an issue I'll leave that on tenterhooks but uh, Lukey boy I'm going to throw it over to you what's this? another happy landing or you're just sitting there thinking oh Oh, not good (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's this writing system is genius. Let's not let's not kid ourselves, mate. For me, Matty boy, this was indeed another happy landing. Um, I really, really enjoyed this. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and we'll get into it, and maybe not for the reasons that people think, because there's the obvious one. If we've all seen this, there's an, there's an obvious reason why I think a lot of people will like this, but or even not like it, actually. But, um, dude, I loved this episode, and I loved the pacing. Like, you've mentioned pacing. I really, really enjoyed the pacing. Really, really enjoyed it. It felt like it took its time, and yet it wasn't slow. Mm. It's thoroughly enjoyed it some yeah i I, even basically before let's say kind of the last um segment of the episode kind of the climax of the episode um i was sitting here thinking yeah this might be my favorite episode of kenobi yeah boy here we go yeah there's just something about it for me there's just something about it like and and we'll we'll get into it but uh, like literally every few minutes there was something to look at or admire or love for me so yeah dude thoroughly enjoyed this is it perfect like any bit of star wars no it's not perfect there are i do have a few criticisms but generally i'm loving it man i'm loving it so i'm ready to get stuck in in fact what i think one of my first criticisms is uh toward the beginning of the episode but uh <laughs> yeah starts go on we'll get we'll, well, let's well, let's jump in because it, it picks up Kind of, well, it obviously in the, in the fairly immediate aftermath of part two, and we know that where, where this ship is on a trade route, so they can't change where it's going. They can't make it go any faster. It's just going to coordinates, which we later find out is a planet called Mapuzo. Um, and Obi-Wan's trying to commune with Qui-Gon Jinn. That's, that's where we're starting, isn't it, mate? So what was the, uh, what was your bugbear? What's your issue, mate? Right. Okay. It was actually like a little bit into the episode, Ooh. but I th- I'm I'm thinking we're seeing some some ropey CGI again, man. We are seeing some ropey CGI. That is something that I have noticed in this series. But however, Matty boy, however, <laughs> that is very prequel era. <laughs> it's on brand isn't it it's on brand for the prequels this is a love letter to the prequel trilogy and it's bridging the prequels and the originals so maybe that really is appropriate but that was my first like negative point that i wrote down i was like man however in other scenes it looks fantastic like oh. really really good really good um the beginning man i was not expecting that introduction like vader Straight out, straight up, straight up. We're getting Vader, and it is so, it's so ridiculously cinematic, don't you think? Oh, the whole thing is, yeah, so far, everything has been, and especially that particular moment when Darth is being constructed, and you see, like, the arms go on the legs, but they're also telling the story of Anakin Skywalker in that moment, that in that moment, we basically see just a, a husk, his his life is basically being every day being constructed, having chest plates stuck into his yeah. skin and flesh, and yeah. having to live under this helmet. We we it's a kind of another realization of what became 
of the hero with no fear of the hero of the Republic. And as we later find out from what he says to Obi-Wan, you know, his feelings and why he is like that. But it is that cinematic uh, way of showing that, yeah, this is a bad guy, but look, look what he is underneath. Yeah. And I really, really like that. And we get a really cool fake out as well, which I liked. He's trying to commune with Qui-Gon and you've got um, Yoda, you've got Reva, and then you hear the voice of Qui-Gon Jinn, but it's just archive um, audio from the Phantom Menace. But of course, the first time I heard Liam Neeson, I thought, oh, it's, oh, it's not it's not new. It's not Qui-Gon. He hasn't got through no, to him yet. No. But I, it was a fun little fake out for me. Nearly. Nearly. I, I, I felt the same, man. I felt the same. It's they're teasing it. it. They're pushing it, but like it makes sense. Because once again, we're, we're seeing like a core theme of this show is faith. And it's almost like this is a prayer. Obi-Wan is sending out a prayer and his prayers aren't being answered. And they haven't been answered, prob- I'm, I'm assuming, for years, maybe even a decade. Or ever. Or ever. And, or certainly since six, Order 66. He's, and, and yet he's still doing it. You know, he's not just gone, ah, forget this. Like, he's still doing it. Um, and that shows strong character from Kenobi. He's still got that little bit of faith, but um, he's he's opened himself up to the Force again, as we know from the last uh, part, part two yeah. of Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, and so maybe he's thinking, well, I've opened myself up to the Force now. So what happens? But we see that later on, and we'll get to that. But we see how the Force plays an intrinsic part of this 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 episode in this show um but i loved it man and leia once again you know uh, main character main character in this series certainly certainly a main supporting character at least she's but she's pushing that kind of main character status now or lead character should i say Um, right right which is perfect given that what we said in the last recap is we needed something to get obi-wan off of planet off of Tatooine, off from his only mission in life, which was to look after Luke. Therefore, let's push Leia. Let's not just have her sitting there and not doing anything. Let's use this as a way to further her story, but also further Obi-Wan, give give us some insight into him, because when when, when they're in the truck later on, we get so many great scenes with him and Leia, and also um, when she's asking him about the Force as well, but uh, which we'll get to. But yeah, mm. she's really, they're mm. really, really, really... Um, hammering home that dynamic and i couldn't be happier because it works so so well and it does um, I, I, I can't go past without mentioning that, that one scene which does lead into the next of vader the helmet oh. down. but for that brief two or three seconds we see hayden christiansen's face under all that burnt makeup our boy hayden is our first proper good look at him in 17 years mate i thought that was such a cool um viewpoint of seeing vader yes yeah because we've been teased this look before you know in rogue one and even in animation you know like rebels but there's something different man and knowing that it's hayden as well knowing it's hayden and that revenge of the sith was 10 years ago in universe and it was even longer ago in our world <laughs> you know, it seems like an age away oh. um but bro like it, it, it is surreal thinking oh my days we're getting vader again you know and to start the episode off like that 
mate, that's when I was like, man, they're not playing. They're not macking about. I thought they were going to tease this a lot more. I was thinking, oh, we might see this in like, you know, the fourth episode, you know, just to let, and they would have done the teaser at the end of the second episode, just to let you know, just to remind you, Vader is kind of omnipresent in in this show, but no, we're going straight in for it. (laughs) You know, he's on Mustafa. We're at Vader's castle. How cool is it seeing Vader's castle as well? It's always cool, isn't it, man? How dope is that, man? How dope is that? But you mentioned something. So we go into, uh, what's the name of the planet again? Mapuzo? Uh, Mapuzo. 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 Um, interesting name. I, I, I kind of like it. it. It looks like, um, a lot of California and there's like, <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's mining, uh, facilities and whatnot there. It's like a working planet. Um, I love seeing that kind of it's a different we've not seen a planet exactly like this exactly like this goes to show how like how how diverse planets can be in star wars without like crazy imagination you know so sometimes the most obvious is best right but anyway i you mentioned it earlier leia's asking about the force i really like this bit and um, she's asking, like, oh, how, how does it work? How does the force work? Mm-hmm. Kenobi's like, are you afraid of the dark? Something like that. And he goes, how do you feel when the lights are turned on? It's a bit like that, the force. Oh, my days. What a great analogy. Isn't that beautiful and so simple? You know, so simple. Um, I love that. And it's little lines like that and little exchanges between Leia and Obi-Wan the I, 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 you know, this is again. This is at the beginning of the episode. I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm gonna like this. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna like this episode. You know, yeah. very good, mate. Very the, good. When they first went to Mapuzo, I did start to think, oh no, because it looked like a mountainous desert planet. I thought, oh come on. But we, the further we got into it, it, it you know, it still had those kind of desert vibes to it but not as we know of there was actually some foliage shooting out of the ground for one so yeah, it looked a bit like different cacti, it was like succulents it was like a uh, like i said a mining colony a mining world which the empire has ravaged doesn't matter where you are in the galaxy the empire is coming for you um yeah and that scene with uh, on the ship where they're talking about what is the force it's not even it didn't even feel like he was talking down to a 10 year old it just felt like you know no. the, the simplest but most effective way to, to to explain this. You know, you feel safest when the light turns back on. It's like it. It's like something envelops you. You know, it's a feeling that you get. And I thought that was really, really, really well well written. Um, but mm. Mm. that kind of juxtaposed nicely when we're on Mustafar because we see Castle Vader. It's just fire, flame, death, and we fight, and we also get the uh, confirmation. James L. Jones is back as the voice of Darth Vader. When he's talking to Reva, he says, um, you know, the Grand Inquisitor means nothing. Only Obi-Wan Kenobi matters anymore. And he basically says to her, if you get this job done, you're going to be the Grand Inquisitor. But then he says, fail me and you will not live to regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Another classic you know, over the top Vader line. He's all about the, the dramatics, which is what I absolutely love about Vader. But we see him sitting on his throne in in Mustafar in this sparse, hellish wasteland, and we kind of push Reva's story somewhat further as well, where he's kind of saying to her, "Okay, I've been watching you. I know what you're all about. 
you can have, hey, look, the job's yours. Just do a good job. If not, you know, there are some, some things far more terrifying than death, as the Grand Inquisitor um, once said a few years later. But uh, I love how those two planets combine. You go straight from that to Mapuzo and this really kind of awful thing that he says to her, you know, basically fail me and you're dead, to Obi-Wan talking to Leia so softly and so kindly and so succinctly. It's kind mm. of, it, there, there's a balance there, I found. There's a balance oh. between R- Vader is the rage and Leia is yeah. the hope. And in between that is Obi-Wan kind of balancing both of those out what in this show. great observation, mate. And it, Fantastic. It, it, but it's, it comes down to that wonderful editing and the direction by Deborah Chow, who I don't think we gave enough props to last week. Deborah Chow's great. True. Um, but it's the way that she's weaving these scenes in and doesn't doesn't feel like we're just hopping from place to place to place. They're, it's very purposeful, the way these things are um, ordered. Though then Obi-Wan does later Order! Snap at <laughs> Order! He does later snap at Leia, saying, look, not everybody is good. You know, yes. He says, why would Harger line? He's like, well, because not everyone's good. Look around you. Look at this planet. It used to be lush and verdant and great. Look at it now. And then, mate, He's like, what's that? Who's that guy in the Jedi robe over there in my eyes line? He's he's seeing like visions of Anakin Skywalker, like a mirage of Anakin Skywalker, which I thought was such a good idea because is that his memory? Is that him playing tricks? Is that Vader, you know, you know, showing this to him somehow? Is he messing with him? So I hope we get more of that stuff. I think it's Obi-Wan seeing things. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely believe that because Obi-Wan has no idea what Vader looks like. He doesn't know what Anakin looks like now because mm-hmm. as we've learned, he thought he was dead. He left him for dead. How on earth could someone survive that? Yeah. You know? Well, we later find out that he is more machine than man. Yeah. To quote A New Hope. And I'm here for it, mate. I'm here for it. And yeah, Obi-Wan's snapping a little bit. He's been very patient, very kind with Leia for the most part. But there is that frustration of Leia. Shut up. <laughs> Leia. <laughs> Moby, yeah. Show Leia, shut up. Yeah? You, 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 you're gobbing off. <laughs> Calm down. And not everyone is our ally. Not everyone is our ally. And that is a good lesson from Obi-Wan's point of view because, well, Obi-Wan has been betrayed and he has been let down over the last few years, many years, many, many years. And Leia, kids don't always look at life like that. And that's what kind of Leia's representing here. But we'll get on to that later on into the episode. Matty boy, Matty boy, we're back on flipping C4 HQ, right? Inquisitor HQ, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh my god. So we see we saw this planet original Fallen Order, right? Like that's where it's from. This is the one from Fallen Order, yep. Um so it's uh, and I was watching it thinking, yeah, they've done a really good job of recreating certainly the interior, the exterior looks pretty much the same. They've done a really good job of recreating it. It looks pretty much the same. I felt like I was in the game five years on from when we saw it when Carol was running through it. Yeah, the planet of Nur, which is an interesting name. Nur. But um yeah. yeah. That's where the Inquisitors live, and just uh, and, you know the the next planet along or next moon along is Mustafar, so Daddy can keep an eye on all of them. And I like this scene as well because Reva's being told basically, look, almost you know, you lead this operation, do the job. You're the you're the Grand Inquisitor now. The fifth brother, the resentment is like we mentioned in the last episode. You know, the the Inquisitors aren't going to be saving each other because they're 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 a squad who love each other. They'll step over each other to get where they want. 
and the resentment is there and the fifth brother comes out and says that he he stops Re- uh, the reaver the third sister using the force and kind of you know he's like listen here i'm not taking anything any order to mew and he's and he's saying that position is mine you know it i'm going to be the next in line and it's only when she yeah. says look shut up i've spoken to vader <laughs> take a step back get those probes and yeah. release them right now and then the fourth sister was like uh yep she's like she's like that um the gunner in the last jedi when kylo ren throws hucks against a wall in the gorilla walker and he's like uh uh, whatever you say sir she just she's like, yeah. Yeah, Vader, get on with it done yeah i love but, it yeah, we get the, the power shift there we see that she's she means business but the fifth brother he's not having it he's, he's not, not having a punk it. man he, yeah he's no. not just going down without a fight and i do you know what mate um i had my criticisms about reva and i still do have my criticisms about reva and way moses ingrams is uh portraying her uh particularly in the last episode I think this episode didn't get that at all. I'll be honest, did not get that at all. Uh, I thought she performed very, very, very well. Um, and there's also, it goes without saying it, oh, we'll mention it quickly on air. Um, we don't really go into like real world stuff. You know, it's kind of like a policy on the show that we don't do politics and we don't really talk about like serious real world stuff. But, um, you know, Moses Ingram was attacked. Um online through social media just for being black <laughs> and, and a woman that's it and it's it's unreal that people like that exist unfortunately oh, um it's, it's disgusting it's vulgar listen yeah. we're talking about a made-up character in a made-up universe come on listen if you're if you're out there listening thinking well hold on we don't attack me you want to go home and rethink your life you want to go home, rethink your life, and just stay out of the fandom. We don't need your you do, type around yeah. here. But you know, you know, I think I think what you're saying about Moses in this episode kind of goes to show partly what we mentioned, what I said in the first episode recap that you know she's playing this character with the friction, which is kind of getting underneath people's skin because she's so rebellious and so against the authority. Whereas in this one, which is more of a lone wolf. You know, you don't get that as much. You know, she. Yeah. You know, so I think she was playing the part in the first two so well. Unfortunately, there are some uh, people who felt it necessary to send these vulgar, horrible things. And you know, yeah, they were going to send. To- they were going to send it anyway, though, man. Like yeah, we, can, we, we could have praised yeah. her. We could have praised Moses last week and gone, "Oh yeah, she was best actress ever." You know, like, and, and that's not what we thought. But you know, these people would have said that anyway because of how they are and they're wrong yeah man. Um, shout out to star wars yeah, nice. coming out and saying look you know we're not having this just you know shape up or shift out because this isn't on and it's not on and that's you know it made it made both of us very angry to see it so um yeah man but hopefully uh, we could the, the performance and the character of reva shine through now when we can yes. just shut these people up well i thoroughly enjoyed the inquisitors inclusion in this episode I really, yeah. really enjoyed their their inclusion in the episode, and I was I was sitting there thinking, man, like, what what is the power dynamic now? And you can yeah. see kind of secondhand how Vader is playing them. Vader is using them as chess pieces. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. really care about them. He wants. He's heard that oh, they're onto Kenobi, and Vader's like, yeah, I'm in. That's my thing. I don't really care about you guys. That's if you can help matters. me track them down, I don't care. But I'm dealing with him. I'm dealing with him. Not you, me. And you you 
I mean, Vader, I've, I've, I've written this in my notes like a few times. Vader is scary in this Dude. episode. Oh, man. He is scary and ruthless. Um, we'll get to that. I'm sure. Well, I've already mentioned it. I've already mentioned it, but you, make you probe will, droids. <laughs> probe we love droids. A probe droid. We love a probe droid. We love those OT callbacks. And like, we, like you said, we're bridging the prequels to the, o, the OT now. What a great way to do that, to have, you know, these probe droids, which of course we are almost synonymous with Hoth and the Empire Strikes Back. Um, so that was a really nice way of tying things in. You've got Fallen Order, you've got the OT and the PT in this kind of quick sequence all coming together in one moment and it's that synergy mate which i i love that connectivity that you know you, you've been there you've, you've experienced the films and that game for example and now it feels just that bit more rewarding that they're you know taking it seriously as well they should and as we said in the in the lead up to kenobi with like with Nur and the fortress it's already there it would have been a bit silly if they'd made a new one because we would have all been saying could have just used that one that they'd already come up with you've already got you don't even need to yeah. do any concept art it's just there so i'm glad that they did that um me too and that is that cool for like the for the wider canon for the wider canon i think that's just amazing well they're doing it as well like cob vanth and things like that and now with yeah. um Nur. so hopefully they do continue to do it um, nah. but no but we'll soon nah. find out <laughs> but we we, we kind of wondered in part two harger Kumail Nanjani's character is he is he a good guy is he a bad guy is he a con artist is he a fake is he actually a Jedi playing a game with all of us well we kind of thought oh this guy's an idiot because Obi-Wan and Leia finally get to their uh, the coordinates where they've been sent and nobody's there and we're like right they've literally sent them to this planet which is occupied by the Empire swarming of stormtroopers and there's nobody there to pick them up and mm. Leia flags down a, tra- well, I've called it a trawler. It's a van, basically a space delivery van, um, which Obi-Wan's like, no, don't do it. But she's doing it anyway. I know people are going to get annoyed by that. I've seen people get annoyed by Leia. Not, not, not what you were saying earlier on about her, you know, how her kind of impulsiveness, but people online saying she's far too smart. She's far too, cl- she knows too much. And do you remember when people said, well, Luke Skywalker could fly spaceships and blow up Death Stars with yeah. like, a second's training because he's the son of the chosen one that's just all he, that's just why he could do it and ray couldn't do it leia's the daughter of the chosen one and padme as well of course she'd have smarts and sass because yeah. if luke can so can his sister surely so the fact that when she's running over pulling these people over i didn't think that as daft i just saw her as her taking the lead now we know that sometimes you have to fail in order to progress and doesn't this this may have ended up quite badly her decision just to flag up a random van yeah but it was the only way at the time that they were going to get off the the planet and and deborah sets us up for a moment and we didn't get it and i was actually really pleased the guy driving it is called freck he's like a mole basically and she she introduces herself as loma and she says this is my governor Auden. say hello and we're like oh he's gonna say he's gonna he's gonna look at me yeah i know yeah but he didn't he just says hello I thought yeah. that was it, mate. I'm glad they didn't because I'm glad mm. they're not putting too much on the old, the memes too much. The memes, I thought that was it. I thought well, you know, it. you know, when they get to that spot, like you were saying, like we see Obi Wan again, kind of lose his temper, not like crazy, but he does get frustrated. He's like, no one is coming here, Leia, and Leia's like, you can see it in her face. She's like, flaming hell, who's this? Like, 
Who's this schmuck. miserable? Who's this miserable schmuck? Yeah, like what's wrong with him? He's going to sit here and, and accept defeat. Yeah, and that's kind and of that's where him, his yeah. mental state is at the moment. Yeah, he on. is defeated, and he is a bit miserable. And uh, yeah, but let's not forget as well. Leia <laughs> is from a royal household. Yeah. She is spoil. She is mm-hmm. spoil. Yeah. Yep. She is meant to be a bit brash. Not only is she the son, uh, the the daughter of the chosen one, you know, a strong force user, and she's the daughter of Padme, a strong leader. She's also a strong leader. She's been brought up in a completely different environment oh, where yeah. she goes and waves to people from a vehicle. She is royalty. Sheltered, yeah. yeah. She if you've watched The Crown... If you've watched The Crown on Netflix, you know how that screws with people's heads. And some people come out of it very uh, strong personalities, maybe with a bit of arrogance. And some people come out like dwarfed by their responsibility, you know, yeah. and, and they kind of shrivel up in, in, into like a, a, just like a kind of a, dro- a droid. Um, Leia's not that, you know, Leia's owning it. And that's her character in the original trilogy. I mean, I don't really get <laughs> how. <laughs> Did you anyone you see those see three films? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's mental. That is what she is. And yeah, there is going to be like a little bit of arrogance there and a little bit of balls, ballsiness, you know, chutzpah, you know, it's, it's going to be there. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And yeah, just kind of that again, a little bit of ignorance when she's like, yeah, we'll just flag someone down. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, she's not been off planet. She plays around mostly on her own and a droid in a, yeah. in, in like a woods outside the palace yeah like she doesn't know reality she's learning that now you know she has good parents and she she does mean well she's she is a good kid but she's learning a lot of this as she goes this is her adventure um and yeah i i i think it's pretty pretty sick but they end up on the van don't they mate and well i mean the alien guy do we have a name for alien f-r-e-c-k freck Freck. I yeah, mean, man. when on earth are we getting a vintage collection Freck? Like, what I like is something like Freck gets a name, but the Major Domo in Boba Fett doesn't. He's just Major Domo. No, Justice for <laughs> Major Domo. But Freer Freck, like, come on, we want a black, we want a hot toy of Freck. I want to see all yeah. of those mole like features in their beautiful detail. It was um, kind of cool, wasn't it? It was. He loves it was a bit of Empire, doesn't he? He loves a bit of the Empire. Yeah, pro Empire, man pro empire and it goes to show there's a lot of like everyday people and aliens mm-hmm. that yeah. are like yeah i'm pro empire yeah. it makes sense for me sort you know? out no yeah you know, you know i like that as well he likes order that's what he said hey we need order yeah yep. we yeah. need that I, yeah. this this whole feeling on this kind of ravaged desolate planet when i was watching it this morning i thought yeah you know, there's, there's a vigo mortensen film called the road which is stunning but it's stunningly horribly depressing at the same time it's basically a film that's set in the world the road road, yeah it's set in a world which is ravaged you know it's you know the world is dying it's it's not like dystopian or futuristic necessarily it's just the resources have been ravaged and it's this it's this guy who's kind of taken a this kid under his wing and they've got to get to this safe house but he's kind of talking about the way things once were and looking around i kind of got vibes from that this very lonely very isolated setting you know, about a guy who was maybe something once before talking about how things once were and whilst this wasn't quite as horribly depressing as that you just kind of kind of get that isolation and feeling of you know 
back in the days when things were more civilized, none of this would have happened, you know. But the Empire have taken over. But like you said, Freck, he doesn't care. He's got a job. Right. There's that there there's that order. And the way he kind of converses with the stormtroopers, he you know, he pulls up and he's like, Hey guys, come aboard, you know, meet my new friends. Everything everything's just a everything's a good everything's a good laugh to Freck, doesn't he? He doesn't quite know who he's got on the back of his trawler. Yeah. I I, I like when they're like they're looking for a Jedi. It's like guy in front of you looks just like a jedi <laughs> he looks exactly like one but um stormtroopers are going to stormtroop aren't they yeah exactly 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 oh, i loved it mate because the stormtroopers get on there they got on the old truck and uh they're like they're coming up with a, a story on the go aren't they it was it was leia first right yeah, they, like, oh yeah we're here they're seeing, farmers like- from tall they're, they're keeping that going so we're farmers we're from tall and yeah, and Leia's the one who kind of digs Obi Wan out into um, when they say, "Like, what are you doing here?" And she's like, uh, "And Obi Wan's fumbling," and she's like, "Oh, you know, if my dad brought me here to see the place where I think my mother was born, or when my, my mother was from, into because she because you know she's and then Obi Wan says, you know, she she passed a while ago or something along those lines. So they're kind of using that yeah. as a way of shutting the stormtroopers up, but." It doesn't work because then immediately Obi Wan calls her Leia by mistake. I think there again. I think some people take umbrage with that. They're, they'll say, "Oh, Obi Wan's been turned into a bumbling idiot." I don't. I think when you when you're in that pressure situation, who she only, Leia literally said her name was Luma. I think like once maybe. Yes, you remember that's right. that. You're in a pressure situation, and and your natural instinct is, you know, oh, you're right, Luke. Oh no, I didn't. Oh, I said your name. Whoops, sorry. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. But the way they get out of it again. Showing that uh, homage to Padme, I think, is perfect. You know, why did you call her that? I said, oh, that was her mother's name. Sometimes when I look at Luma, I see her mother's face. And we know that that's Obi-Wan talking directly to yeah. Leia about Padme. And it's those moments which just make it so I know, sweet I know, so but isn't it, it's, it's sweet, but it's tense as yeah, well. This is there's, tense. There's just, it's, it, this is tense. Like the whole time you're watching this episode, you're like flaming heck. What is going to happen there? How are they like, going to get out what, of this? How are they going to get out of it? I don't know. I, and I didn't, I was like, what are they doing? Cause Kenobi is really reluctant to use our lightsaber, man. He ain't using <laughs> it. He is not going to use it until, in, unless he really needs to, unless he really, really needs to. Yeah. I thought it was spicy. And I thought it was mad. Well, he mentions his family as well, doesn't he? He's like, I family talk, mate. Before I was taken by the Jedi, I can't even remember my dad. I can't remember my mum. I had a brother, I, I think. You know, I don't remember much about him. I was like, well, we don't need to know anything about the family Kenobi. But it is now we know a little bit that you know, what was taken from him. Because Leia's like, you knew my real mum, didn't you? And he's like, um, no. And then she says, like, really interestingly, are you my dad? Yeah. He's like, I, I wish I was, but. I thought that was a cool line as well because it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, and I don't know if that's playing mm. up to kind of the um, you, idea that Anakin thought Obi-Wan and and Padme were more than just friends or something. But if it's like a kind of nod to that, but really kind of strange line for it to drop in. But it works because we know who her dad is and it's also the one that's trying to cut Obi-Wan's head off. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. It's... Um I love the family talk. I love the family talk. I think the family talk as well was another reason why this is maybe my favorite episode in the series so far. It's, it's relatable. It made sense. And you could just, it, it was the acting from Ewan and, and the young lass. 
Um, yeah. Remind me of her name again, mate. Vivian Lyra Blair. That's right. Yeah, she's she is a cutie. She is fantastic, really good, and she's dealing with these scenes quite, you know, deep, emotive scenes. And yeah, she she's doing it all right. But Kenobi has a brother. What? What's, what, what's his name? What do you reckon his name is? Uh, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> Edward Kenobi. Joby. <laughs> what? Joby Kenobi. Kenobi. That's it. <laughs> what do you think? Um, that's new, isn't it? That's not um, even yes. from Expanded Universe, is it? Uh, I don't like, know about... Like, have an equivalent. No, I don't know about the old legends uh, and all that guff, but in terms of the the real canon, uh, no, it's, it's it's all new. I mean, obviously, he would have had a mother and father, you know, other, and everyone did apart from Anakin, by the sounds of it. Certainly a father anyway, but um, but yeah, the idea that he had a brother. Uh, I, part of me also hopes that then that never gets mentioned again in terms of, oh, look, who are you? My brother was Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's just this like warrior. You know, you know. I'd love to think that they were just a family who grew up, lived out their days, and you know, that's their story. But it is new, mm. new information. But it, it, it's that kind of it plays into the idea that you know the Jedi were the peacekeepers of the galaxy, but at the same time they were still taking kids from their family at a young age in the name of peace and purpose. But similar to what the First Order were, were doing, and the Empire yeah. as well. To be yeah. fair, yeah. Spot on, spot on, and that's it's a cool where, little tidbit. And that's where we've done. We've we've already done. If you're new to the podcast, mm. we've done an episode a while back, and it's called the Failure of the Jedi. And this one. is actually it was a conscious uh, decision from George Lucas to not make the Jedi the bad guys. They're not the bad guys yep. in the prequels, but to show that they were dogma- dogmatic and that they were they weren't where they should have been. You know, the Jedi were involved in politics. They're involved in things that ultimately they shouldn't have been involved in. You know, yeah. they should be peacekeepers and they should have love at the core of what they're doing. And they didn't have that. And so what happened was the growth, the emergence of the dark side, of the Sith, of the Empire, and the fall of things like democracy. That's kind of the idea. Um, and it's it's mad that Obi-Wan in this scene is kind of just acknowledging that. He's kind mm-hmm. of going, yeah, not necessarily best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, wonderful, mate. Wonderful. I wonder if we will see it. That does seem like an awfully random easter egg like i i I, in my notes i was like capital letters kenobi had a brother it's like (laughs) what are you talking about that's so let's see let's see also little detail that i've loved is the stormtroopers in this look worked they look worked they look worn out their armor is gritty and and rubbish and i like that i love that they're not all like shinies you know, one show. of my biggest criticisms of the sequel trilogy is that the stormtroopers always look spotless, always look spotless, yeah. apart from like the opening scene in Force Awakens. I think yeah. that's about it. And, yeah, uh, so, you know, show. which is awesome. I love that. I, I, I love the figure of, uh, of, of Finn with the, with the helmet, with the blood on, on it and that it looks mm. amazing. But, um, yeah, just my thought, mate. Just my thought. I love this whole little route. And then they get to like a, another checkpoint, right? A blockade, as the Nemojis yeah. would call it. Um, a, yeah, blockade. a blockade. Because Freck takes them then. He's like, hey, guys, you might, you might want to check these, uh, these bozos out. Mm. And that's what we mm. know. Look, he is, he might like these guys, but he's loyal to the Empire and he wants order. And he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't order. think he kind of, order. He doesn't sort of seem to say it like they are bad people, but I think he's, the way he says it, it's kind of like, 
you may want to take a look at them just just to check because he knows that there's a Jedi out there and the stormtroopers are looking for someone. I, I and again, like you mentioned, this is tense. Suddenly we're like, right, we they were at a checkpoint. There's four stormtroopers there. He can't use his lightsaber. What are they? Go, what? How? What are we going to do? How is he going to get out of this? We what get are a cool we going to do? Cool Skywalker. <laughs> what are we going to do? He moves the robot away, and it's not the lightsaber we see, but it's his blaster. And um, yeah, stormtrooper says initiate protocol twenty three, and we're like, oh, what's that? But all it means is get that probe droid over here. And it, it, I, I love the moment where you see the probe droid, and it's bigger than I thought they were, in, like hovering in front of Obi Wan. They're saying, put your head up now put your head up and as, as he does it it's scanning his face we're like it, it, what's he is he going to shoot it in time he doesn't but he does shoot it anyway and he starts fighting the troopers and this is our first kind of real uh action action scene after we, the pacing of the first part of the episode i mentioned it up top because i think again preempting for those new we don't look at the reactions of the world before doing this i don't know if this is the best episode no. or the worst in some people's eyes but i do th- I can i'm kind not of sure out. I, I'm I'm really have no idea how people will take this. I think well, I, it'll be good. I know I how they'll take certain parts of it, but I think mm. I think people have an issue with the first half because I think a lot of people say it's slow, it's ponderous, doesn't go anywhere. When in fact, it, do, it does more than that. I think it's really, I love really it. I exactly. love it. I love yeah. the, the 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 change up here where we've got the first half is like this, and then what we get into is something a completely different animal. And this is the kind of the start here where. And we've got troopers getting shot. We've got <laughs> that great shot of the stormtroopers getting cut in half by the plasma beam. Oh yes! It was like, damn! They went, they went and did that. They love cutting people in half in in Mando and Bo- Book of Boba, yeah. and in yeah. Kenobi. Maybe that's going to become the new like limb being cut off. It's just people getting cut in half. But um, one of those guys gets cut. Off. I like how he, he he doesn't kill Freck though. He just he just lamps him on the back of the head and knocks him senseless. Yeah, um, yeah. Like and then you know, obviously Leia's killed at gunpoint, and he. He saves her as well. But what about the, what do you think about the action scene? Short and sweet. We think it was choreographed I, well. I, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was choreographed well. And I'm glad that he didn't like whip his old lightsaber out. You know, I was like, he, again, he is not using that unless he needs to. And I <laughs> like that. Yeah. I like that because that's, that's done, isn't it? That is done. Um, the, the, <laughs> although the, the, uh, the droid, the probe droid comes and is, getting ready to take a photo of him. I don't know if it was like live streaming it, doing a cheeky Twitch live stream, Instagram <laughs> live stream, like straight to Vader, maybe. Vader. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. He gets shot in the face. Love that. Yep, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think the action is really, really, really good. Very, Matty boy, very well executed, if I say so <laughs> myself. Mm. Mm. My Vader mug ready Take to drink a my cheeky tea. Cheeky drink. I wonder if there's do. anyone who's listening who's listening who's like, why do they why whenever they say execution, there's a horn, like, and they drink. Why do they do that? We've even done it on Hasbro Q and A's and things like that before, where every time we said the word, we'd sit and take a drink carefully in the background and without trying not to laugh. True. Which is superb. But it's yeah, true. I, I like, All I like of the it. action, mate. I, I, just this didn't call for a huge action scene, which drew draws attention to the fact that they're on the planet. They've got to get rid of these troopers and they've got to get, they've got to get moving. There's a, they don't even know really where they're going. That all they know is where Freck was taken and was apparently the direction towards the spaceport. Um, so, you know, they, they kind of get out of Dodge there, but then more troopers arrive and we get our first look at Indira Varma's Imperial officer. Who's named Tala. Tala. 
and we're like, oh, come on. You know, they've just shot, come on, let him give the guy a break. And you know, get on the floor. But Tala, she ain't what she seems. She is, she was, or slash is an imperial officer. But she's also working before this fledgling rebellion as well. And she shoots the troopers, mate. Did you uh, see that come in? Because I, I didn't really know that she was going to be a goodie. No, I didn't. I thought she was going to be an imperial and that's what yeah. it was like that's we we saw a couple photos of that and i was she like okay yeah standard teacher, i think yeah imperial imperial yeah just standard she looks she has that kind of like look to her she, yeah, she looks aura. like a good imperial you know um but no i again i was a surprise a, a surprise to be sure but a welcome one welcome. I was like, yeah okay okay yeah mm-hmm. i dig this because there are going to be people like this in there what i loved was kind of how what happened here what was the character's name indira's characters called tala t-a-l-a tala tala great star wars name so tala Tala, yeah is exactly the opposite to what obi-wan said earlier not not all people are good leia yeah people are not all good leia and now they're rescued by kind of an unlikely hero, aren't they? You know, someone who's in an imperial. Yes. And they learn about this kind of in in this network of freedom that traffics people from A to B. The path, they call it, which I thought was a really cool name. It's really, it's a name that evokes some kind of weight for something which we don't know about. You know, the path is like, you know, we call it the path. Wow, that sounds that sounds really kind of um, yeah, weighty, but I've got no idea what it is. Well, it, it reminds me of, you know, I love my history, man. Loves and uh, maybe this is even not necessarily appropriate, but um, I couldn't. I, honestly, this was the first thing I thought of when, we, when they were describing the path. It reminded me of like the Freedom Trail. I think it was called the Freedom Trail. I'll have to research it after. But when um, slaves in in the in in america were would run away from like um from from plantations or whatever and they were hidden from like bit to bit and they would go through this like effectively this long network and into places like canada or or the northern states and it reminded me just like that you know i don't want to take that like lightly um but that's something they've touched upon in the show already and also just in star wars in general but certainly in the more modern times that um you know the slavery in the galaxy is something that needs to be abolished it's abhorrent and yeah what you're saying sounds very reminiscent so i wouldn't be surprised if there was an element of that in their thinking because you know in their, absolutely these, these oppressed people get yeah it, it, absolutely that's what it that's what it that's immediately what i thought of mm. right again i'm not i'm not like using it as a light comparison of course yeah. i'm very aware that this is a fairy tale and that, yeah. that is a harsh horrid re- reality in history but um and and stuff like that still exists you know around around the world in in probably the country you're listening from right now and it's um it's it's special i think just to hear stuff like that like it could be something like yeah there's this guy who's gonna smuggle you out of here and blah blah blah, blah. yeah action or coolness and it's like no this is a lot more grounded and actually it's meant to be a bit grounded. It's meant to be a bit realistic. It's meant to be a, a, a little bit depressing. And yet, and yet there is hope. 
yet there is hope you know we see the jedi emblem we see the graffiti we get a mention of quinlan voss yeah which is mad which is mad he's been there He's been there. You know, we're, we're hearing about Jedi force sensitives that have survived and are using that, but they, they say, yeah, but that's getting less and less nowadays. Sometimes it's just force sensitive people. Yeah. And the Empire because, are yeah, hunting yeah. them as well. Because the Jedi, a lot of them probably that have been smuggled through there or however, probably dead by now. They're probably dead or in hiding and just you know, doing their own thing. Um, also, the droid. What do you think of the droid, Matty Boy? Oh, uh, Ned, Ned B. Ned Was B, it yeah. Ned, Ned B? Ned B is a load of droids, so uh, they they make it clear that he can't communicate, but the droid's actions and the and the direction makes it clear that the droid can understand what's going on like when he has that hammer later on. Um, but mm. yeah, Ned B, I like Ned B. He's cool. Again, he gave me kind of Fallen Order vibes with some of the Haxian brood droids, but um, I like the droid. I thought he was pretty cool. Um, he looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. He looks yeah. fantastic. I, the only thing I thought is he doesn't always move like a droid. He he, he moves like there's a dude in there, <laughs> kind of just walking around. I guess we could pa- pass that off as, oh, they wanted to make it look a bit different. I don't know, move a bit different. Maybe, but, um, maybe. No, I know yeah. what you mean. There is a kind of jankiness to it, but I like that. I like that because it feels, I don't know, it just feels a bit more real than this kind of like smooth WD-40'd up droid. Just... Mm. um just um smiling his way around the the droid maintenance repair bay but no I, I liked him i liked everything in and around that um you know when leia says she misses her home planet we get to, we see ned and uh, tala says you know he doesn't talk but his actions speak louder than words which yes. comes into it that yes. also we also find out more what that what that means uh prior to that yeah. fifth brother has told vader where kenobi is he said he's told him raver's gonna go and tell vader they're in there uh, looking at their map and fifth brother's like i've already done it i'm the man i'm and then then it's that it's that <laughs> friction that they're building up and it, play, yeah. it and i'll and i'm gonna go back to that shortly when we get into one of the next scenes but yeah this i love it when they mentioned quinlan voss and in in on the wall it says only when the eyes are closed can you truly see and leia's like see what and obi-wan says the way so, oh, my, <laughs> and, I was, and it, 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 all the, it, all of this stuff is just building up that law and, you know, it, oh, my, this mythology and this kind of like, is that this I- yeah. idea of hope in this time yeah. when there is none? There's hope even scrawled on a wall in the back of a droid repair maintenance shack on the way yes. to the path. But she's going to send them to everyone goes to the, the, the path, they're linked safe houses that lead to a planet called Jabim. Planet called Jabim, which I believe yes. we're probably going to see in the next episode, where Jedi or Force sensitives are given a new ID and basically a new life. So, uh, whether we go back there again, if we do, uh, you want to hope that Daddy Vader doesn't find out because he's going to massacre them. But um, yeah, I, we, we get another tense scene of the troops enter the droid maintenance area, and that's where we see Ned grab his hammer and he's going to take them down. And we get a cool b- bit of back and forth with Leia and Tala when Leia says, can you teach me how to shoot? And she in turn says, that, that girl's going to make a good fighter one day. Mm. Like, you lovely little foreshadowing mm. moments. But basically the whole crux now is they, whatever, wherever the path leads to, they've got to get on the path. But Obi-Wan suddenly starts feeling a bit faint, doesn't he, mate? Oh, dude. It's filth. It's filth. Like it just feels tense. 
it, it feels proper tense. <laughs> it feels tense. It feels tense. And before we get to that, I yes, just want, I've got one point on my notes that I just know that I really, really liked. And it is that, um, uh, is it Tala? Tala said she joined the Empire because she thought it stood for something. Good shout. Yeah, she did. And she, like, sobered to the idea. She was, like, actually realized, nah. <laughs> you know, propaganda. So it goes to show, you know, and she seems like a good person, right? But she signed up to be part of the Empire. Yeah. So there's a lesson to be to be taken away from that as well. We did that episode, didn't we, about were the Empire really the bad guys? And we both kind of said, well, yes, of course they were. But- yeah. We kind of touched upon was everybody within the empire a bad person? Of and the answer is clearly no. I mean, like Frick loves the empire; he's not a bad person necessarily. He's just doing his job. Same as Tala; she doesn't seem like a bad person. She's just doing her her job because they probably don't see the bigger picture. Well, of course, yeah, you know. And uh, if if you do, if you don't even have access to the bigger picture, then you know. <laughs> You yeah. you can't help but probably think that there are certain things. Yeah, that so, order is what the the order that they're bringing is working because you're not seeing what's happening at the top or the massacres or whatever on the other planets. For that's example, it, man. You just see what's under your nose. And for a lot a lot of these planets, you know, they're coming out of the Clone Wars. They're coming out of a war between the Separatists and the Republic. And Republic was maybe corrupt. The Separatists were aggressive. Maybe the Empire is gen like to to them. It feels like genuine liberation. Yeah. Right, and Our that's uh, that's what I got from her. It's like, yeah, she thought it stood for something, but like deep down, she's like, nah, this ain't it, man. This ain't it. And we got to bear in mind for the average citizen in the galaxy in Star Wars, especially during the Imperial era, they don't know about the Emperor. Like, they no, don't know no. what's going down with him. They don't know about. Well, they don't know what the word Sith means. They, don't know what, they, don't they have know no Vader clue. Is. They don't. Yeah, they don't even know who people like Vader are. They don't know. Like, there might be hearsay here and there. That's about it. You know, it is it is a bit mythological to them. And this episode feels very mythological. I think you've mentioned it already, like, just a second ago. It feels really, it leans heavy into the Star Wars mythos, and I'm happy about that. Right, back to, back to present. Cool. Back to present. So Obi-Wan's having, like, a freak out. And at first, you're like, what? Like, what's wrong with him? And it doesn't a lot. I figure it out pretty much. Yeah. Like a second later, you're like, oh, mm, okay. You hear, you hear someone the- screaming in the background, which I thought was a great touch. Just like, I think it's just a woman screaming and that's all you hear. You don't see yeah. anything yet, but you just hear that and you're like, something's coming. And it's big boy. It's oh, big boy. Mate. Big boy himself. Oh, the big daddy, our leather clad daddy. Well, at You've first me- you see the Inquisitors. And I was thinking, oh, is he like thinking they're Inquisitors? Oh, no, the Inquisitors are here. Ooh, and the Grand Inquisitor's back. Nope. And it's like, no, no, it's the big daddy. The dad, all, up, of daddy. <laughs> all of our daddy. All of our daddy. We've got you've got the fifth brother. You've got all of the Inquisitors we've seen so far, minus to Grandy. They're, 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 they're lined up in procession, almost like a guard of honour. I was talking about the friction and the resentment between these squabbling, kind of like squabbling siblings almost, but they're nothing. As Kyla Rembo say, you're nothing. Compared to Vader, the power yeah. this man has, they are at attention. They won't, they're not saying a word, they're doing what they're told. When Vader's in town, you know, he only, they only roll him out for the big occasions and, I yep. love that. You hear the scream, you see the inquisitors, you almost kind of see the look on their face. It's like stoic as anything. 
And then, but it's the first thing you see is the silhouette and shadow of the helmet is a shadow coming oh, around the corner and the it's breathing. So cinematic. And the way that they use the kind of sparseness of the environment, the music, it was per, and it was genuinely terrifying. What it, this is a prequel, you know, we all know who makes it out alive. Doesn't matter because in this moment, it was, it was genuinely terrifying. And this, this is, they've done it. They've made Vader. He's not just a bogeyman. They've made him actually terrifying. And this is how they've done it. You know, he's, he's walking through the streets. He doesn't have to say anything, but he's walking through the streets and he senses people, you know, behind the wall. So what does he do? He pulls them out using the force. He's choking them out. He's choking some kid's dad out. So what does he do to the kid? He throws him against the wall and he snaps his neck like it's... I mean, that shocked me, that did. I was shocked at that, mate. I was like, are you joking? You'd think they'd flip it around, maybe. We're going that far. We're doing that. You'd think they'd snap dad's neck and maybe just have the kid levitate. But no, no. The kid dead. Um, well, we know he has a penchant for you know slaughtering younglings, but but then he's put he's force choking other people. He's dragging them across the floor, potentially killing them as well. He's just leaving a trail of bodies in his wake, and we know why because he's trying to draw Obi Wan out, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. And Obi Wan can't help but look on. He can't help but watch. And at one point, because he goes into that little alley and I'm almost thinking, Obi-Wan, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. What are you doing, man? Like, but we got to remember, this is the first time he's seen Anakin. This is the first time since Mustafar. He's seen Anakin. Thought he was dead. And he's not seen the suit before. He's not seen the helmet. He's probably in disbelief. He probably is like, no, literally, like, what has happened? His feelings are probably saying one thing. His feelings, like the force, is probably especially since he's opened him up himself mm-hmm. up to it now. He's probably that's probably why he's had a reaction like that. He's probably not had a reaction, a bad feeling about this in a long time, and to have it now, and then your brain is looking at your eyes and your head's looking at something, going, "That's not Anakin." You, can't you know, you've got these conflicting feelings. So he's probably just out of just 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 trying to comprehend and process the situation he's like i've got to watch this i've got to watch it but it puts him in danger moment before they start before they realize you know before vader realizes kenobi's there when kenobi's looking at him from the from this safe house this joy place and they've they've upped his breathing so you can hear obi-wan breathing And then they cut it back to Vader yeah. with his breathing. And it's almost like they're the two of them are now in sync with each other. That was a brilliant creative decision. And, um, you and know, this we- is what I mean. Like when, when you've got creative decisions like that, that, that are so Matty boy, so flaming, well executed. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like the CGI that I mentioned earlier on in the episode and like a droid, looking like there's just a dude in there for me <laughs> Matty, boy, Matty boy had a different opinion like it don't matter it really doesn't matter when you have like the emotion in this episode the the, the small moments between obi-wan and Leia, and you've got this attention to detail um dude i, I, I I'm, I'm so thoroughly impressed i'm so thoroughly impressed by this um yeah. great yeah, great, great, great point, man. Great point. Obi-Wan does what we'd all do in that moment. He has a look. He doesn't know what's going on. So like Ross Kemp, 
he gets a bit frightened and he mate tries to get out of there. He, he, <laughs> runs, he runs and look, I've got, I also think people will cry about that. The dude has been out of the no. game for a decade and he's just seen what's coming towards him. And like you said, the evilness, the hate and anger and rage that permeating from this guy, emanating from this guy. Sorry. He knows he's, he's got to get out of there. If he wants to yep. save Luke and Leia as well, let's not forget, because he's sent her with Tala to get to Alderaan. He has to survive. He has to get out. So he, he runs away. He runs into this mine, uh, which I thought was a great setting. And the dark, the, the dark, the nighttime setting really, really helped this scene. It's like, it's just, again, it's Vader is the daddy. He's the stalker. He's the slasher in the dark. And we get the, we get the moment. Obi-Wan's running through the mine. He looks up and he sees him. We just see from behind Vader, a bit like the youngling shot in Render the Sith, actually. It's just a hand and the red saber ignites. He's never seen Anakin Vader before. He's never seen him with a red lightsaber. When he fought him on Mustafar, he had his blue saber. So now he sees that he's gone full Sith. And yes. I mean, Obi-Wan nearly ignites his saber again. He runs. He does the only thing which he thinks he could do to survive, and that's run away. But that moment, mate, the power of seeing Vader standing there watching him, the almost a quietness, a silence. And Ewan McGregor's acting in that moment. Come on, we've, we've been waiting for this. Amazing. The acting is outstanding, mate, boy. It is outstanding. It was one of those where I was like, I, I, I had to like reposition where I was sitting and get closer to the TV and lean forward. You know, if it, if something mad's going on, you know you've got to do one of those lean forwards and like kind of rest your face on <laughs> on your hand, just yeah. kind of in disbelief. You have to and be like, yeah, what is going silence on? Silence the world around you, and you're in. Oh my, uh, yeah, I was. I, I, I my jaw was dropped, mate. My jaw was dropped. I was like, mate, what? This is this dude is evil. It's scary. It's tense. This is tense. Obi Wan wasn't thinking this is where the fun begins. And Obi Wan's like, mate, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm out of it. And, and listen, you know, later uh, I, I was wondering this. I was wondering, is Obi Wan just going to like run away and that's it? And no, they 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 do encounter. And um, I love that when Obi-Wan, because we see Obi-Wan ignite his lightsaber for the first time, but it's not a big deal. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's not like, it's not like, yeah, yeah, there's not a big hoo-ha. It's like, no, it's all, it's just out of panic. It's that Vader has ignited the red and Obi-Wan's like, oh, damn it. Like if he's, if he's done that, then I better get my lightsaber what out. What choice do I have? <laughs> yeah. I put that on my notes too, that there, there is no hero moment. There's no swell of music. It's just, and it's like you say, a reflex. It's vroom when it's out and there's no moment. And I, I love that. Like you talk, like you said earlier on, self-awareness, that Dobra Chow is great. She's a queen and she gets it. This isn't the time for self-awareness. This isn't the time for the hero moment. This is, yeah. this is real stuff, man. If you want to, if you want to call it such, this is, this is the, what we've been waiting for. Let's not undercut it with, you know, movie moments, which kind of takes you out of what's happening. Yes, correct. Correct. Because as well, this isn't the time for Obi-Wan to be a hero. Like Obi-Wan is on the back foot here, you know, emotionally yeah. and physically, emotionally and physically. And my guy, like, he he's getting beat man and vader don't even seem that bothered by it vader's like yeah this guy this guy's an idiot he like vader can probably tell 
like Anakin can probably tell, like, yeah, this is a guy who's not been in touch with the Force in a yeah. long time. You know, he can probably sense, and he's like, yeah, this is going to be easy. You cannot <laughs> run, Obi-Wan. Yeah. And-, and he's probably, like, 10 years on, like, Vader's probably still kind of getting used to things. You know, this isn't Anakin. You know, he's not, he's not, he's not agile. He can't just, like run around all over the place and yet he is still dominating obi-wan and obi-wan i i love that we get kind of like the point of view from obi-wan you know when he's running away and you're seeing like the lightsaber the lightsaber is almost he has to have it up to defend to himself he, and also to see where he's going to a point as well but then it's also like blinding him a little bit do you know what i mean like the lightsaber the the, yeah. the reliance on the weapon which yeah. ironically is a lightsaber, yeah. is maybe even blinding him. He's not trusting in the Force, nope. which is contrary to what he said earlier on in the episode, where he mm-hmm. was like, the Force is a bit a like a light being turned light. on in a room. And yet at the end of the episode, we've got a dark room. Yeah. yeah? A massive dark I know they want in a natural room, but, you know, play, you know, use your imagination. Go, I'm bit. going along with this because it's yeah. not wrong. Yeah. But it is, it is like that. It's, it's, it's emotionally like a massive dark room. And, and Obi-Wan maybe isn't using the right tool. He is relying on good old-fashioned weapon. Yeah. And it's not about a weapon. Oh. It's about the force. Oh, mate. And, you know, he needs to see. He needs to fight. He needs to survive. But this—that's that, that's what's giving him away in that moment. But look, Vader will be able to sense him anyway, but he can sure as hell see him with that massive blue light illuminating yeah. his way. And we—the you know, the nighttime works again when you see Vader. You don't see him, but you see the green and red chest lights coming out of the dark, and it's like mad. There's there's no escape. Mad. And even Obi Wan says, finally says, "What have you become?" And then the chilling line by Vader. James L. Jones, what they did to his voice here is in this episode is fantastic. But where he says, oh, I am what you made me. You know, like, but I am, I am right. the result of all of your failures, mate. Look at Dude, it. Dude, I, I, I've got a question to ask about the voice before the voice. we crack on. Because we're, we're near the end anyway. But like um, oh. James L. Jones. Big boy, yeah. He's credited for this mm-hmm. yep because he sounds different to his work in rogue one so i, I think they've taken that on board i think so it's it's probably edited yeah yeah they, they, it, james l jones has read the lines but they've they they've put it through their technical wizardry and yeah. they've just softened it a bit they've changed the pitch of it or something but it's it's definitely it's unrecognized it sounds bang on it's recognizably it? definitely because at first i thought i was listening like is it uh who's the whoever the guy who played yeager was in resistance he does vader in a lot of the animated stuff and in fallen order and stuff like that that's like, right is it yeah. him it's like no it's not but it's um it's james or Jones. yeah but they've just tweaked it to make it make the continuity work a little bit better with the ot obviously rogue one didn't but we could just pretend that he's got a sore throat that day yeah <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay, no, that's good to know. That's good to know. Um, this standoff, this standoff is amazing. And I like, I liked the lightsaber combat. I don't think yeah. it needs to be anything more than that. He's one and I'll, I'll say this now, I don't think that's it. I don't Oh, no, think no, they're, they, they're coming it. back again, but they're definitely coming back again. And Vader's one arm in him. He's, again, the classic Vader, he's got one arm, one using one hand to fight. And that's it. That's how he doesn't even need to use two hands. 
using one hand. Obi-Wan has been at the game for so long. He's, you know, he's not in, he's not in the shape he should be. Vader has spent 10 years just becoming this hateful machine. And we, and he's beating Kenobi. He's beating him down just with one hand. Yeah. Um, you get, it, it felt, OTE to me it felt like a new hope that kind of duel where it's not yes. too mental but at the same time there was a few flashes and a bit of kind of like you met a little bit of chutzpah to their fighting yeah. where it could have broken out but it didn't need to a little be. bit I of pizzazz it. a little bit it's of pizzazz but it didn't need to be anything more than that isn't it because because i don't think ne- neither of them were like full potential i don't think vader was trying and in this case i don't think obi-wan is very good yeah i think i think obi-wan's trying but he's trying to survive that's what he's trying to do you're right think, right yeah at, it's a different this moment different I, I think he's like i can't i how, how i can't beat this guy he says it in a new hope you know i can't i can't fight and beat this guy i think this is kind of like the, the start of that he's like you know how do you defeat such as i said in lord of the rings such reckless hate uh, and Vader, I think you're right. I think he's toying with him. He's trying to beat him down because he wants to. He wants to get some revenge. He wants to teach his old master a lesson. And you know, simply just lopping him in half isn't going to give him that. No, he's not. He's not there to kill him. Not- he is there to torture him mentally. He, he is there to kill him. Yeah, yeah. He he, he, he wants he want he well no he he wants Obi Wan to experience what Anakin experienced. He wants. To- obi-wan to go through the pain and suffering and he was like yeah this is only the beginning mate so we obviously see the right. fire come down which was a g- flaming great great scene the great visual. scene flames there's this and, and it's like mustafa all over again yeah and dude mate it and um obi-wan poor obi-wan man he gets done i couldn't believe it I was because at one point you're thinking, like, when is this gonna stop? Like, what when is someone gonna help? Yeah, what, what's, where's this going? Because he's gonna shrivel up. Gonna <laughs> he's gonna shrivel you. up. I wonder how different he'll look now compared to oh, in the next. Really, wouldn't it be point. crazy if by the end of the series he looks more like like old Alec Guinness than a bit you grayer? Know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I could see well, that happening, actually. Ewan said, Ewan said, I can't wait for you to see episode 7, 8, 9, and 10 at Celebration. So <laughs> who knows where they're going with that? And he sounded quite sincere as well. Mate, this scene is, you know, pr- you got, you know, you should have killed me when you had the chance. Now I shall make you suffer. And you should feel you know, your, your pain is just beginning. It's like, they're really pushing that this guy is the most evil person in the galaxy. And yeah. it is a, a shock because, I mean, like, the way he just lifts up Obi-Wan, like, it's holding him in midair and yeah, you don't know what he's going to do. And then when you when you see him, like, fling him to, into the fire, but it's not just that he's dragging him through the fire. He's dragging Obi-Wan towards himself through the fire. And it, it is that mirror image of the Revenge of the Sith scene where Anakin is screaming. Now it's Obi-Wan. You get the kind of shot of his face where he's screaming in the fire. Yeah. And it's... But honestly, I was like, they're really going for it. They're really, really Unreal, going man. for it. And it's- this, is, this is the third episode, Matt. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> this is how, the third how, episode. Do you, how do you increase the, the stakes? This is how you do it. Sometimes, like Revenge of the Sith, you have to push those boundaries of you know what you might want your kids to see in order to show that you know, Obi-Wan has got to go there to come back. And at the minute, yes. he's got there. He's been put on a barbecue. How on earth does this man bounce back? He's at the well, lowest it's the old, been. 
it's the old fairy tale and the old myth about going to hell and back. This is exactly, he's literally been into the fires of hell. He's, he's already at his lowest. He's now beyond that. Yeah. Now now he's got, and again, there's that kind of literal, he's got to rise from the flames and all that, the ashes. Um, but it's that, it's that droid who initially saves him. Ned B initially kind of comes into soul with Tala. Tala, she's a sharpshooter. She, she shoots the stormtrooper. And then she shoots something which sets the, like the fire canister. Yeah, yeah, canister. yeah. And Ned B comes in to save Obi Wan because we see we do see a shot of him just randomly walking away from the droid place. Like, where's he going? Well, it turns yep. out he's on standby somewhere in the mines. But I, I, I like that. I thought it was a decent way. I don't believe that Vader it was ever going to start walking through the fire or he was going to you know force grab Obi Wan and take him with him. Yeah, I'm sure people are saying, well, why did why didn't he just run through and get him? It's, you know, you, it's, it's a storytelling. You know, it's just, you've, they've already shown how powerful and evil and awful this man is. You know, yes, we've got to get to the next chapter. Yeah. I thought that's yeah. a really shocking ending for that sequence, but it kind of also needed to happen because if Kenobi always just beats him, then you're almost nerfing Vader in that moment. So yeah, yeah, and, and Vader is works. arguably more powerful. I mean, he, he, he almost ha- always has been as well, even on yes. this far. It was just his arrogance that blinded him. Yeah. Absolutely, the high ground. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <sighs> um, dude, cool. I I thought this was special, and you know, like this is, I've said it before on our show, like when we've reacted to like Mandalorian, for example. I feel like this is Star Wars history being made. Like what oh, we've just watched today, that is Star Wars history. This is this is going to be kind of a cornerstone of this era of Star Wars particularly like the TV universe. This is a big deal, man. Mm-hmm. A big deal. Huge deal. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And that's not just the end of the episode, is it? We got a little layer running through the tunnels and eventually um, Inquisitor, third sister, Reaver. Third sister? Third sister. She's yeah, third, third sister. sister. You had me doubt me myself there for a second. But yeah, the Reaver, no. she, she, she's, she's, she catches Leia. Mm-hmm. And she takes that's a where the episode ends. And I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> no. So, but mate, do you know what? I mean, yeah, that was what a great ending. And yeah, she, Reva's used her now since she's taken a detour to get there first. Exactly. But we know yeah. where we know. Well, we hope we know where they're going to take Leia to the fortress on Nur. You know, so is Obi-Wan going to have to go and go and, you know, go and break into the fortress and try and, uh, take her out from there, which is right Ooh. next door to Mustafar. I, I mean, I don't know. Or is he going to go to Jabim? Because they mentioned that quite a lot, where where there's other potential Jedi there. W- what is going on with this, mate? Because after such a shocking ending, we've got to imagine now that is, this is this is the fall, and now we're going to get the rise of Obi Wan. You think you imagine in the next three episodes? So is he good? How is he? Gonna, oh my it, word! Like how how do we get out of this? How is he going to rescue Leia? If, he, if that's if they do take her to the fortress, you know they could take her anywhere. But mm. you imagine that's where they're going to take her because where else are they going to go? And honestly, this is set up. This has set things up beautifully. And this is also why I love these streaming series for what you've just said. These big moments, which they are trusting to the series, we're getting well. We get we're getting like three series a year. And we're getting these big moments in most in most of them. So rather than taking three, four to five years to get new moments and new bits of history and universe, we're getting them fairly regularly. And I like that because now we're building things out quicker, but currently very efficiently as well. Nothing at the minute for me is broken canon. 
Um, you know, Leia knowing Obi-Wan, having spent a few days now looking into it, Neo, I don't believe that there is any cannon breaking there because he, he calls himself Ben and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think so far they're handling it really well. And this episode was, excuse the pun, but this episode was fire from the, from the family. <laughs> it, was, it was, go on. This episode was just so good. So good. You know Obi it. And Kenobi. You know it. Mate, we oh, did. Mate. Yeah, the first part of the familial bit with the pacing, the great pacing, and we're slowing things down. It's because we're leading up to something. We're leading up to something. And what we got was, what was huge. It was a massive, massive moment. I can't wait to see what comes next, though, big boy. Me neither, mate. Me neither. I am so so ridiculously excited ridiculously <laughs> excited oh, wait, have, have you got have you got like a grade for anything hmm i can't remember what i gave the first one um now um the last one i gave 7.5 i think i gave the first one nine so i'm going to give this one a 9.2 because i think oh. it was the best one and again it wasn't i didn't and i'm not just being a sicker fan i'm not just being a fanboy you know me i like to critique everything and there's nothing i'm really seeing in there which i'm like this isn't working or I don't like this or, th- or this character's not good enough or this, there's nothing. I like the way the story's going. I like the overall plot arc of got to get Leia back to the, um, to the Organas and Obi-Wan's kind of fight with himself, with the force, with his faith, with everything. Yeah. I love all this. And Vader's being used well. The Inquisitors are, are being used well. The story's good. The, for the most part, I think the script is very decent. The direction's great. I think Deborah Chow is, is a boss. So, I'm, I'm yeah. digging it so far, and I, you know, I'd love to be able to say, oh, I thought this was rubbish, or that, but I'm not being, I'm not being given that in a minute. I'm sure others are. I know, I know. I what know. about you, mate? Because you, I think you went with an eight point five and a seven, I think maybe for the second episode, or I'll have to listen back to. Yeah, I don't know why I gave part two. It was definitely lower. Um, yeah, for me, this is coming out as the strongest episode so far. For me, Matty boy, this is a nine out of 10 i thoroughly enjoyed this mm. the mythology the slower pace taking its time the communication the family talk huge yeah. highlight for me that the taste the flavor was so mm. star warsy we see multiple planets and then we get the showdown and it's not the ultimate showdown of the century it's kind of subtle and it doesn't need to be more than that we see obi-wan getting tortured tortured matty boy literally we, we we see these two meet again for the first time since 2005 man. and i don't know man i don't know it's it's, it's special it's real it's isn't very it special right now i'm going down at nine out of ten nine out of ten that's what i'm thinking now there's for me there's not a lot wrong with it the things that i ha- i find fault with are so like that they're, they're, they're face value really and the things that bothered me in previous episodes didn't bother me. Reva, Moses Ingram's uh, portrayal of Reva, I thought was brilliant this episode. I really, really, really liked it. Really liked it. Nine well, out of ten, Matty boy. Nine and a 9.2 right here. So I'm digging it. And I love the, to, to, to reiterate one more point, the point we've said, the show isn't self-aware. It could have easily coasted along on another happy landing or with a holiday. Yes. We may we may still get one of those, but they're not making a big deal out of it. When Obi-Wan is fighting Vader, we're not necessarily getting the Imperial March to take us out of the moment. We're getting something right. different. You know, they're, they're committing to their story. And I love, I love it. To what they want to bring to the yeah, team. Yeah, man. And it's working yeah. for me so far. The question is, though, mate, is it working for the wider audience? We would, we would love to know what you guys 
seem uh, what do you guys think because a lot of people are seeming to enjoy the first two episodes you know the mo- people with you know a brain in their loaf are enjoying the first one or if they're not they're giving valid criticism as to why not so we'd love to know what you guys thought of yeah, this man. episode was it too slow was it was it not fast enough was it not slow enough was it too mental for you we would love to hear that uh so that is going to be the, that for this obi-wan kenobi recap but if you want to tell us what you thought of the episode you can do luke where can the world find us they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk you can search for us on social media facebook instagram twitter tiktok we will be there why don't you send us a cheeky message to our email address or send us a voice note to our email address which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk we also have a patreon guys patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you can sign up for as little as two dollars a month and you get loads of bonus content commentaries bonus podcasts flipping watch alongs online it's great it's great goodie bags the lot go on there patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions yeah good job there's a uh, no self-awareness with our email address it is hello there at star wars sessions.co.uk <laughs> yeah. if uh yeah if you want to sign up to patreon go ahead and do that it's brilliant but if you want to support us for free just simply leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice will do the job or telling everyone about us but uh yeah a five-star rating or review really helps the show out grow it gets us up that algorithm gets more people listening we get to hear from more of you guys every week and that is why we're here mate yes absolutely and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell you tell your uncle tell your auntie tell your nearest ewok tell your nearest obi-wan kenobi fan this is the recap you're looking for the more the merrier they're kessel spicy ah. that's exactly it tell angry vader as well very angry leather clad daddy (laughs) however thank you everyone for listening we'll be back again next week for obi-wan kenobi (laughs) recap four but until then from me see ya and from luke goodbye there (laughs) may the force be with you always luke luke Ah, come on justice for on yeah (laughs) where is she i don't know exactly (laughs) 